And I want to continue with uh, this passage of Scripture. Of course, it's our theme, uh, and we've been preaching in it for a couple months now, and, uh, and, uh, and won't be done for a little while. Uh, and even on Wednesdays, we've been in uh, the book of Hebrews, and of course, Sunday nights. Uh, it's a very deep book, very uh, interesting book, uh, but uh, to not re-preach it, we wanna, I want to get into um, what I want to talk about today uh, here without re-preaching all my other messages, uh, but we know that the book of Hebrews uh, was written to Hebrew Christians, and so they're brethren, they're people who are saved, and, uh, and one of the dangers that we have uh, as, as Christians when we read the Bible, uh, and we're interpreting the Bible, by the way, the Bible's of no private interpretation, all right, uh, it's, um, it says what it says and means what it means. Uh, we make application, we take a passage of scripture, maybe there's a principle that's there. Uh, you and I may apply that differently uh, in our lives, uh, but the verse means what it means. Uh, there's always context, uh, and here we have the context being um, uh, Paul, I believe the writer, writing to saved uh, Jewish Christians, first century church, uh, where uh, legalism uh, had uh, been brought into the church. We talked about that in Sunday school. Legalism is adding to salvation, it's grace plus works. Uh, and, uh, and there was a difficult time uh, of that doctrine being in the church, but then also there was great persecution. Uh, and people had been um, leaving um, their assembly uh, and going back and becoming apostate. And as we read this passage of Scripture, he says, as we referenced last week, uh, that the manner of some is. There were some that were forsaking the assembling, and that was their manner. So we can understand that he's, he's, the people who are hearing this letter read are people who are at church, all right? Uh, so the idea or the expression that would use uh, in, a, in a little way is that um, he's preaching to the choir. So I'm preaching to the choir today in reference to um, the assembling of ourselves together You've assembled, all right? You're here. You're not somewhere else. Uh, you're at church. Uh, so, A, um, that takes a little bit of the pressure <laughs> of, of the message off because you're, you're here uh, and, and not um, forsaking uh, the assembly. Uh, but it says that we are to exhort one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. That exhortation uh, was to, uh, to tell one another, to be spiritually uh, aware of um, one another, to our needs, uh, and, in a, and we've talked about it at length. Uh, that means um, you're, you're in other people's business. Uh, it means that you see somebody making uh, a terrible mistake and you say something to them because you love them. Uh, and uh, that word exhort uh, means to urge uh, so when we're to exhort each other daily, it's to urge people to be drawn near to God uh, for, for holding fast their profession, standing in a day uh, that it's a more difficult time to stand in. Uh, we're not um, in peril of our lives, perhaps, like they were in the first century church, but it's not to say that, uh, you know, that wouldn't happen uh, in our lifetime, uh, but uh, to advise. Exhort means to uh, ad advise each other. Um, you know, uh, every one of us have been on the receiving end of unsolicited advice, all right? Uh, and uh, when that comes from someone, like you didn't, you, unsolicited, you didn't ask for it. They say, let me, let me tell you something or whatever. Let me give you some advice. Uh, and you may full well have said, you know what? I didn't ask you, I didn't ask you for it. 
and ask you for your opinion. We've all had those conversations. We've either, either said stuff like that uh, as uh, um, on the receiving end or we've been um, the one giving advice uh, to somebody else. Uh, but the thing about the local church is um, God instructs us, instructs us to exhort one another, to advise. So it's not even really unsolicited advice. Uh, when you, out of love, go to another brother and sister in Christ uh, and give them a nudge uh, about faithfulness, about their, you know, ask them, um, did you spend time with the Lord today? Uh, do you, you know, have you prayed today? Um, you know, what did you learn from the Bible today? Uh, we make a lot of small talk about a lot of things in life and, uh, and not a lot of spiritual things, uh, but we're to urge, to advise, uh, to caution earnestly, to admonish uh, earnestly one another it means to uh, invite, uh, to invoke, to implore. Uh, there's a lot of ways to define, uh, but the Bible says every day we should be doing that, exhorting one another uh, as we see uh, the day approaching. Uh, I was thinking uh, this week about uh, the uh, pending uh, conflict there in Ukraine. Uh, at the same time, thinking about how soft we are uh, as, as people, um, Americans, yes, um, as Christians. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, and, and you can see it every single day uh, around here. Um, you know, if, you, if you're going to Seattle, Seattle's a mess. Uh, all the graffiti and, and the, the tents and everything, uh, just uh, it, is, it is a mess. Uh, but what, what I do is I just don't go. So it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? Uh, used to go, so I just don't. I just don't want to see it. Uh, and uh, because it's, it's bothersome to me. Uh, but um, there are places around the world where people don't have the luxury of just not going to a place, uh, of, you know, avoiding those areas. They, they live in that. Uh, and I, I was thinking about, you know, an, an invasion uh, into a place. Somehow we think that, like, if a war takes place and America is involved, that people with uniforms are just going to shoot each other, you know, around us while we're getting our latte at Starbucks. Like we're going to go to work and then everybody's just going to be fighting this war and we're just going to just keep doing whatever it is that we're doing and that, that they just, you know, the armies and navies and whatever, they just fight each other and work these things out. And, and as long as the gas prices uh, aren't too high, uh, we seem to be not necessarily bothered uh, by all of that stuff. Uh, we're, we're soft, um, we, but we live in, in a world, in a time, uh, where an urgency is placed on us as Christians uh, to, uh, to serve and to do and to be, to draw close to God, to defend our faith. Uh, now is not the time uh, to be out of church. Uh, it's, it's to be, we should be in church, we should be in more, and it's, uh, I'm exhorting you. As your pastor, I'm, uh, I'm advising you, I'm encouraging you, I'm admonishing you. Uh, don't be um, like these people uh, who they're instructing, who their manner was to not do these things. And again, it's not just coming to church, they're not drawn close to God. Uh, they're, 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 they're not standing for truth. At home, uh, in their workplace, uh, anywhere, uh, they are struggling with that. Uh, and uh, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me to say it. Um, but I would be disobedient to God if I didn't. But it's not just me. 
Uh, it should be each and every one of us. I know that uh, you may be bothered by it, uh, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, and, and again, um, uh, if somebody comes to you and says, I just don't like the theme, I just don't like the pressure, I, I don't like being exhorted uh, in, in these ways, um, if, if someone says that to you, you say, well, you need it. I mean, if, if your toes are getting stepped on, just take that as of the Lord uh, and, and remedy it, whatever it is. Uh, but the tendency is, uh, is to um, um, ignore it uh, and just wait for, uh, wait for it to pass, uh, and, uh, and that's not a good thing. Um, back into our text in verse number 30, uh, we stop reading right there, but I want to read a little bit further uh, to add some context to what I'm, my one main point here this morning, and I'll elaborate on some things uh, tonight. It says in verse 30, For we know him uh, that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. We know, um, he says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Uh, we are not to be um, retaliatory uh, in our life as Christians. Uh, we are to let God fight our battles, and, and, uh, and that's really a, a wonderful privilege uh, as a Christian. Um, I can just walk with God uh, and please Him uh, and not be concerned uh, what other people think. We struggle with that. Uh, because we're human, uh, but we know that we, we strive, uh, we try to be the kind of Christian who, who pleases an audience of one, uh, and we, we have to work at it, myself included. Um, but uh, if, you know, God instructs us, He does that. So uh, we're to pray uh, for our enemies. Uh, we are to, to love those and pray for those who despitefully use us, uh, and we let God take care of it. Uh, and even uh, this, you know, when we pray and we do good unto them, the Bible says that, you know, we lump coals of fire upon their head. Uh, and uh, God does all those things. Uh, but I don't even think that's really the right spirit that we should be in when we're praying for people. Uh, that's why it's just like when somebody says, I'm praying, uh, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm like, what are you praying? Uh, you know, is it good prayers? Uh, you know, hey, pastor, I have an unspoken prayer request. Uh, you know, I'll pray for it. And they're like, and they're, you know, praying that, uh, that you know, I get a big pimple on the end of my nose or something. And, uh, and I don't want to be praying for stuff if it's against me. Uh, and uh, so um, uh, we, uh, we let God take care of it. Everybody understand that principle? Uh, and he, re- he, he basically reestablishes that here uh, for them. It says, the Lord shall judge his people, which again, we know, uh, that uh, uh, these are uh, saved people uh, and that he is talking to. And then it says this in verse 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Now, I want to just uh, briefly talk about that for a second. Um, the God that people believe in today is, is not the God of the Bible. Um, and it is, it is a shame, uh, but, it is, but it is absolutely true. Uh, when I, if you've been reading through the Bible, the Old Testament, for our 90-day Bible reading thing, um, you will see this uh, in its, in its full, full glory, uh, where uh, the things that God, uh, what He commanded, uh, things that were done, um, God, God hasn't changed. He is a merciful God and a gracious God, and I'm thankful that I'm saved today. I'm, I'm thankful that God doesn't zap me dead every single day. Um, for, you know, disobeying him, for having the right spirit. Uh, and I've been, I've been wrestling with God all this last week. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know, one of those things, we know that we're never, 
we're never alone because God, God he's, he's all that we need. We know that. We sing, he's all, all I need. Uh, you know, nothing thrills my soul but Jesus. Um, but then we struggle. And, and even when, um, if somebody was to say, you know, like this last week I was, I was struggling, uh, and they say, well, you know, you're never alone. God is right there. Um, that is true, uh, and I'm glad that he is. But when you're wrestling with God, it's not pleasant to be alone with God. Um, and um, Jesus isn't my homeboy. Um, he's, he's, he's not just, you know, uh, the man upstairs. Uh, he, is, he is not uh, a, um, you know, my, my BFF. Uh, and uh, he's not a, do- a doting friend. Uh, he is, he's not, you know, there just to coddle me. Uh, he is a living God. Uh, who is a fearful God, uh, the God of the Bible. That's the God I believe in. Now he loves me, uh, and he is gracious to me, and, and he sent his son, and he died for me, and I'm saved, and I'm accepted in the beloved. Um, but, but he is the almighty God, and it is a fearful thing to fall into his hands. Uh, in, in every single one of us, if we lived in the Old Testament economy, we, we'd all be dead. We wouldn't last, we wouldn't last a full day uh, under the Old Testament law. Not a one of us in this room. And I, mean, I might make it to three, uh, and uh, you know, the rest of you would be dead, but I still wouldn't get uh, to the end of the day. Uh, and uh, and it, it, was, it was just a difficult, it's a difficult way to live. I'm thankful uh, that, that I don't have to do a lot of the things that, people in the Old Testament had to do. Um, but God's still the same. Uh, and, and when I pray to him, uh, when I go to him, I'm always mindful of that. Now he loves me and, and, and he's a friend uh, that sticks closer than a brother. And I know what the word of God says, but I'll never, uh, I'll, I'll never be irreverent uh, in my approach to God, uh, even in my boldness to approach the throne of grace. Uh, in that boldness, there still has to be uh, uh, an understanding that that's who God is. But that's not the God that many people, many Christians worship. And I, this morning I put a, uh, uh, a thing on Facebook about my message uh, and uh, along these lines. And, and whenever you do that, if you say, you know, I would like a taco uh, out loud or on your phone, then you'll get ads for tacos in Facebook. Uh, and it's kind of scary uh, in many ways. Uh, and so I made a comment about, about God, and I, and, and I looked at my phone a little bit later, uh, and, uh, and here's, uh, 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 there was a, an advertisement for The Chosen, which is a, um, a series on television. I'm not sure which channel it is, uh, but, and, uh, and if you watch it, don't raise your hand. Uh, but it says it was an advertisement for that. So that I just basically said, uh, you know, something about God and that we've curated an image of God in our mind that's not the God of the Bible. And it said, uh, um, the chosen portrays Jesus as someone you'd actually like to hang out with. Projecting divine gravity, accented uh, with an easygoing warmth, he cracks jokes and he dances at parties. That's, that's the God of, of, the, of the series Chosen, and that was a, a critique by a fellow named Chris DeVille from The Atlantic. I'm mentioning that because it was just weird that it popped up in my thing after I said that, but that's really where we're at today. 
Um, we, we, just, we don't want, we're so soft that we can't even talk about the God of the Bible. Um, we just think that, that the God of the Bible, he just loves everything, uh, and, every, and, and he, just, he doesn't judge anything. Uh, and the Bible says it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God. So the writer of, of, of Hebrews is warning believers uh, that they're to live by faith and that he that's going to come. In fact, you, you look a little bit further down uh, in uh, chapter number 10, verse 37, for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw, draw back from the, uh, from, uh, into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And what, what I'll, I'll get into tonight, uh, which I got into Wednesday, uh, is what this willful sin is. Uh, this is not talking about somebody who's saved that loses their salvation. Uh, it's basically telling us that people who are saved don't go back. People are truly born again are not, it says we're not of them. And in, in 1 John, it says that uh, they, were, they left us because they were not of us. And if they were of us, they wouldn't have left. Uh, and so it's an evidence, this, this apostasy is an evidence of somebody who is not saved. Saved people endure. Saved people run their race. Saved people don't go apostate. Uh, and, uh, and, and, he, and he lays those things out. Now, um, I don't know your heart. You don't know my heart. Our hearts are desperately wicked. So even when you, when you say, Pastor, you just don't know my heart, um, uh, my response will be, neither do you. You don't know it either. So let's just not even go there. Uh, and it's, it's desperately wicked. Uh, and I don't know uh, where everybody is at, spiritually speaking, because I don't see it. I don't know where you... Uh, there, there, there are a lot of evidences, um, pro and con. Uh, there's fruits that God says should be there. If you're saved, uh, there's all those things that save people, um, what they should be, what they should do. The Bible is filled with that. Uh, and the book of Hebrews is another way that God says you're saved. This is the practical. This is what saved people do. Saved people draw near to God. Saved people stand for their faith. Uh, saved people provoke one another under love and good works. Uh, saved people don't forsake the assembling of themselves together and they exhort one another and so much the day is approaching. And if you willfully sin uh, in, you, in you, you knowing, and earlier on, again, I'll get into it uh, tonight, there's verses all in the Hebrews in context uh, that says, once you've tasted the heavenly gift, etc., cetera, uh, there, there's no renewing. He says there's a willful looking for of judgment and there's no sacrifice for sins. What God is saying is there's only one way, people, and it's through what Jesus did. If you go back to, to the law and back to Judaism, there's no sacrifice for sins. This is it. And, and, if, and, and, and you, he's, he's talking to the Hebrews that are reading this letter, uh, and uh, it, you haven't done this, and I'm warning you, it is a fearful thing uh, to fall into the hands of a living God. Um, you've got to stay with it. You've got to stay true. Don't let persecution push you uh, out of church. And, and I don't know where, uh, let, me, let me preface it this way or illustrate it this way. I don't think that it's God's will uh, for every single saved person to be a member of Berean Baptist Church. Okay? Um, uh, I, I, you know, uh, somebody asked for a letter transfer just recently, and I just, you know, I, I'm just, 
I don't want to fight people, convince people to stay, convince people to come. If this is where God wants you to be, praise God. I'll pass you, I'll love you, uh, and, and serve you, uh, and do the best that I can. But I can't, I can't every day worry about keeping people. I just, I just don't want to live that way. Um, I don't think it's the will of God for everybody to be a member of Berean Baptist Church. I also don't think that everybody who leaves Baptist Church, this church is out of the will of God. Okay, um, you can be in the will of God and, 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 and go to other churches. Um, but when somebody's, they're just not in church. They like, you know, they were here and now they're not anywhere. And, and, not, and they're not serving God. They're not walking with God. I know I don't know their hearts. We've already established that. And I don't know where they're at spiritually. I don't know if they're apostate. I don't know if they're saved or not saved. I don't know that. I will, I will treat everybody and love everybody, be respectful, whatever. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna have to stand before God. Um, but the Bible is true and it's right. And it says that people are saved. Don't do that. They just don't fall off the map. They don't stop going to church. Uh, and and uh, they, don't, they don't stop. And by the way, um, I believe, this is my personal opinion, that people who, who neglect public worship, corporate worship, also neglect private worship. Um, I, I just can't believe uh, that somebody that doesn't go to church, uh, doesn't serve the Lord in any way, they're out in, that, they have, that they have a private devotional life that is stellar. Because you can't have a, 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 a prayer life, a, a life walking with God in a prayer closet in your, in, and not come to the conclusion that you need to love him and serve him and, and assemble uh, and not forsake. Um, we, we were not designed to go through our Christian life alone. Um, and there's a lot of nuances to that. I'm saying that I don't know uh, where you're at. I don't know where they're at. Um, I'm not ever going to say to somebody who's not in church, you're lost and you don't love God because I don't know that. Um, but here's one thing I know. Well, there's a couple things I know from this passage of Scripture. Let's read a little bit further. I don't know if somebody's apostate. I don't know when somebody becomes reprobate. I don't know when God uh, withdraws the Holy Spirit from them, uh, if they've rejected Christ. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, there's some people, some people that I know, they blaspheme the Holy Spirit of God in such a, in such a, a, a direct way uh, that I believe that they're in hell. Uh, for doing so, uh, one of those one of those times that I've used as an, as an example is one of the uh, the uh, pride uh, parades that we had here uh, in in Seattle. Uh, there was somebody that had a sign that said, "If Jesus came back, I'd kill him again." And um, I believe that person's in hell if 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 they're dead um, for blaspheming God, blaspheming the Holy Spirit of God. Um, it's serious business. Uh, a living God. Um, and, uh, and again, um, there's, there's times where it's not that plain and obvious um, to where you know, people aren't in church. Again, again we, you understand, not everybody's got to come to Berean Baptist Church. But if you love Jesus and you're saved, um, I just don't think that you'll be, your manner won't be this way. Uh, and I just don't think you can backslide from God for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and God's okay with it because after Hebrews 10 comes 11 and comes 12, and in 12 it talks about that he chastens us when we're out of the, out of the will of God. That's, that's what he does. Uh, but here's, here's what God does say. If you are 
uh, a believer, you've professed. Uh, you have uh, in, uh, back here, uh, in chapter number 10, uh, you have um, received the knowledge of truth. You, you know what is right, uh, and then you decide, purposefully decide, that you're going to forsake that and, and just walk away from that. Okay? I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're saved or if you're lost. I just know what the Bible says. But here's what it does say happens when we, when we behave that way. It says in verse number 27, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fire indignation shall devour the adversaries. When somebody is not saved, when they don't, they don't accept Jesus Christ, their personal savior, they're apostate. Um, apostates never, never were part of. And we'll establish that with these verses tonight. Uh, but they despise, he says, somebody who despised Moses' law uh, in verse number 28 died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Uh, it was like, you know, if you um, just look, you know, you looked at your parents funny in the Old Testament, they would stone you to death. Okay? It would be like, you know, oh, come on, Dad! You know, uh, you'd just be, everybody would hit you with rocks uh, until you were done. All right? On um, the Old Testament law, people were punished um, for their disobedience to the law. But then it lays out this case for like, you've received so much more. Verse number 29, of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he uh, be thought worthy? And it gives us three things that happen when you are, when you don't draw near to God, when you don't hold fast, when you don't consider, you don't provoke, you forsake the assembly, you're not in church, uh, you're not walking with God like you should be. Here's, here's what God says you're doing. It says, when you do this, uh, you trodden underfoot the Son of God. Now, <clears throat> I can preach a whole message on what, what exactly that means, but it's, it's not good. When, when you are of this manner, um, it isn't just, you know, you're not all in, or uh, it's, it's not like, well, I don't have to, and you can excuse, well, I don't, you know, God doesn't say in, his, in the Bible that we got to go to church on Wednesday, and, and all the things that we would use to excuse away those types of things. Uh, the Bible says when we, when we do this, uh, we're trotting underfoot the Son of God. We're disobeying Him. Uh, we, are, we are, you ever, you ever um, stomp something out? Uh, ever just grind something uh, and, uh, and just walk on it. And um, it's just, uh, it, it's like, you know, somebody tackles somebody in football and they come up and then they step on their head as they're walking away. And we think, we think, how awful. Don't throw the flag. You know, unsportsmanlike conduct. But, but the Bible says when we, when we fail to do these things, that's essentially what we're doing is trotting underfoot the Son of God. And then it says this, uh, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he sanctified us in whole unholy thing. Um, it talks about in Hebrews 6 and crucifying God afresh and in uh, and, and all these, uh, these different aspects of it. Uh, but when we, when we, under grace, being saved and we, and we treat God this way or we minimize, delegitimize, uh, whatever God in, in the importance of the Bible, the importance of church, and, and we treat God like, you know, just another recreational thing we do if we have time. We trod them underfoot uh, and we make the blood of his covenant that he sanctifies with unholy things. It's like we make null and void 
what Jesus has done. Uh, we, we, uh, if you're saved, you think, I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm on my way to heaven. And if you're here today, and I was to say, are you saved? And you'd raise your hand, uh, and, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, but God's people don't do these things. And he said this, when you forsake the assembling of ourselves, and you don't draw near to God, and you don't defend uh, the faith, you don't, you don't provoke each other, you don't uh, exhort one another, and you don't look at the hope that you have in Christ and that he's coming back. And, uh, and uh, he says when you do that, it's, a, it's just a sore punishment. Uh, and, uh, and he said, you've done this, verse number 29, the last part, and have done this despite the spirit of grace. You, 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 you do it despite the goodness of God and the grace of God. Uh, remember what the Bible says in Romans. It said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, God forbid. Uh, we abuse the grace of God. We turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. Despite all that God has done for us, despite the grace of God, uh, we, 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 we separate ourselves from and we walk away from the things that God expects us to do. And, and the, the basic thought is, is that saved people don't do that. Um, saved people love, he says, my sheep hear my voice. Um, if, you, if you love me, you keep my commandments. You draw, you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. Come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, and just on and on, uh, God desires to give good gifts unto his children. He wants us to, to pray, ask, and seek, and knock. He wants us to walk with him and talk with him. Uh, he, he, it's communion, and there's a difference between union and communion. There are a lot of people who are saved who have union with Christ, but they're not walking with God. Uh, and at some point, the proof that whether that they, if they really have union is if they're still at it. Uh, if they're still walking with God, if they're still running their race, if they're still striving lawfully, uh, if, they're, if they're living though they've not apprehended, they're pressing towards the mark. And when difficulties come and trials come, they bear them, they endure them, uh, the hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and they, they're steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as they know their labor is not in vain in the Lord, we sing, um, it'll be worth it all when we see Jesus. We sing those songs, but we don't believe it in our heart, and we don't live that. You know, if, if we can't even be bothered on the Lord's day uh, to, to go to church, or to come back to church, or to gather together and encourage each other to pray in a Bible study, and, uh, and as, as, as your local body assembles, you should just, just want to be there. You should just want to be a part of it. Uh, and you say, I'm not, but, I, but I'm not, Pastor. I don't, I don't feel that way, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not convinced of it the same way that you are. Uh, and that may be true, um, but you've got to ask yourself why. If you, if, if you say, well, I don't, you know, I, I know what you're saying, Pastor, but, but I'm not convinced. Why? Do you, do you have, do you have a, a, is there another book of the Bible that I don't have? Is, do you have special revelation? Did, did you, do you, you know, here's what I'm tired of. Uh, well, one of the things. We spend so much time as Christians trying to find loopholes to get out of everything. And there's got to be a loophole. Got to be. I've got to be an exception. I don't have to. Uh, you know, uh, I'm an exception to it. Um, if you can give me a scripture that exempts you uh, from from the Lord's day, 
as a, as a New Testament believer that exempts you from church attendance, church membership. Just show me in the Bible where, where you have an exemption, a special dispensation uh, to just go it alone in the Christian life. And you, you're not going to be able to show me. And so if we can agree that the Bible is our final rule of faith and practice, he's saying your behavior in doing this is trodden God underfoot. And it's making his sacrifice null and void and of none effect and, and an unholy thing. Uh, and, uh, and, you're, and you're doing that despite the grace of God uh, in your life. Uh, and uh, and I, don't, I don't know the result and I don't know where people are, but if I'm a, if I'm a believer and I love Jesus, I don't want to trod him under my feet. I don't want to despise him. I don't want to abuse the grace of God. And so as a Christian, I'd be like, God, am I doing that? Am, 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 I, am I doing what you're telling them not to do? Am I doing that? If the Holy Spirit goes, yes, then your response should be, God, help me, forgive me. And you should hit the altar invitation time and say, God, help me. I've not been, I've not been uh, faithful to him. He's been faithful to me and I've been unfaithful to him. And God, I just want to forgive me. I'm going to be better. I'm not going to forsake it. I'm going to draw near to you. Uh, and, uh, uh, and we are as close to God uh, as we want to be. Uh, and if you're far from him, it's not, it's not anything that he's done. And so my challenge today, and again, I'm going to elaborate on the willful sinning and, and this whole idea of who he's speaking to and what it's not. There's exegesis, uh, what the Bible is saying, and there's eisegesis when you, put into, when you put into the Bible what it's not saying. And this is not saying that a person who, is, who walks away um, loses their salvation. It's saying somebody who's saved doesn't walk away. Okay? And it's all through the Bible, and I'll show you those verses tonight. Um, but maybe you know somebody who's not in church. They, they acknowledge the truth. Uh, they were enlightened. Um, they've tasted of the, the, the heavenly gift, the goodness of God. They, they've been in, and now they're no longer in church at all. Um, I would pray for them. I would reach out for them. I would encourage them. I'd provoke them. Hey, you need to be in church. Well, I don't, I don't like church. I want to go to church. That's not, that's not, what, a, that's not what a believer says. And, um, and if that's the response you get, I would pray that they would get saved. And I would, and I would that's, that's for my prayer. I wouldn't be praying, God, help them get back in church. And be, I'd be praying, God, if they're not saved, save them. Because um, they don't desire the word. They don't, they don't long for. Um, they're, they're this way, and I don't want them to be apostate. I don't want them to, I don't want them to sin away uh, a day of grace in their life to where God just says, all right, uh, and, uh, and, and you've rejected me, and so and God, stopped, and God stopped calling them. You don't want that. But here's what we're so afraid. We're so afraid to say anything to anybody. Everybody's too soft. People can't receive it, and people don't, people don't want to give it, uh, and we're, we're too worried about offending each other. Um, and we just can't, it's, we're too late in the game for that. Um, so much the more, exhort, admonish. I'm admonishing you, I'm exhorting you, I'm doing all kinds of stuff, I'm laying it on pretty thick. And I know some of you in this room are mad at me about this whole thing. Uh, and, uh, but here's the thing, 
It's not that I don't care. I don't want you to be mad. I want you to love me. I want you to, you know, hug me and, uh, you know, give me cookies. And, uh, and um, I, I want to be loved. Uh, but, but more important to me than feeling loved uh, or whatever is the truth. And, and, the, and the truth, uh, I, I can't, I've been here for a long time. You know I love you. Um, save people, don't do these things. And, um, and, and when we do them, we can soft soap it all we want, make every excuse under, sun, under the sun. But when you say, I don't need to go to church, and I don't need to be there, and I don't whatever, and, and I can, I can do, do my religion my way and, and, uh, and stay out of my business, uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just picturing you just trodding Jesus and minimizing his sacrifice. In, in doing all of that despite the grace of God that you've received, if you're saved. And, um, and I'm just going to be like, no, and I, mean, I know you're mad, but, you know, and I'm sorry, uh, but it's, it's what it is. You've got to fix it. Um, and if you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to fix it, then you've got something bigger to fix. Um, because you, as, if, if you're saved, it says the just shall live by faith. That's what it goes on to say. And then gives us a whole example of people who did that in chapter number 11. Uh, and, then, and then he says, and, if, and, if, you, and if, you, if you don't do this, God's going to whoop you in chapter number 12. And, and he doesn't spare the rod. And so the idea is like, and you'd be like, I, you know, my kids are, when my kids are naughty, I gave them a spanking. And, and if I didn't spank them, it shows me that I didn't love them. Uh, and, uh, and, and the Bible says, if, if, you, if you don't get spanked by God, that you don't belong to him. So, so if the Bible says this is wrong, and then you just do it willfully uh, and, uh, and say, well, God's not doing anything to me. I'm like, I'd be scared to death. Um, because if you belong to him, he'd spank you. And, uh, and, and I, and I, it, one, of the, one of the ways I know that I'm saved, one of the biggest evidences of my life is how much God whoops me. And God's been whooping me this week. And, uh, and I'm thankful. And, um, and you know that if you discipline your children and, you know, and you hug them, and you let them know, you know, I'm doing this because I love you. And, uh, and you reassure them, and God does that. He whoops me and hugs me. And, uh, but my God is not a God that just lets me do willy-nilly whatever I want to do. Or be or think or whatever. The man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I've spent some alone time with the Lord this week. My wife has been was in Wisconsin, and uh, and God reminds me, you know, I got some Elijah moments, juniper tree, just stuff. <clears throat> and God reminds me through the Holy Spirit, I'm here. Uh, I'm, he's a present help in time of need. But he also reminded me, but I don't, I don't want you like this. 
Now, I want you like that. And uh, it's been hard. It's been hard. But if you believe Jesus is the one who cracks jokes and dances at the party, then you won't commune with him like that. And um, and I hope that you will. Let's all stand, and <clears throat> I've got to stop and.